Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. As a result of the United Nations, the WEF, IMF, and the EU's intentionally disastrous open border policy, New World Order puppet French President Emmanuel Macron is forging ahead with the final stages of the Illuminati takedown of Western civilization. Here are the key elements of a global agenda. To deliver this agenda, we need cooperation, and especially we need cooperation between China and the U.S. This is France right now, thanks to the mass immigration policy of Europe. How is looting Louis Vuitton stores advances the rights of minorities in France? How is chanting Allah Akbar while setting vehicles on fire is advancing your cause? It does if your cause is anarchy and radicalism. One third of all the people arrested were young, sometimes very young people, he said, urging parents to keep them in tonight. He also blamed social media for fanning the protests, calling on internet companies to take down sensitive footage. Of course, it's because of this video of the shooting death of 17-year-old Nael that so many are outraged. He was the son of North African parents, and many believe his race made it easier for the officer to pull the trigger. Over a hundred French cities have been affected by looting, rioting, and random gunfire. 45,000 security forces deployed, over 2,400 arrests, 2,500 fires set, while in Lyon, France alone, 27 police officers were injured, seven of those by shotgun fire in the fifth night of New World Order-driven anarchy. But the United Nations has voiced its concerns about French police. This is a moment for the country to seriously address the deep issues of racism and racial discrimination in law enforcement. According to a CSA poll for CNews, 70% of France is favorable of restoring order with the army, as they have witnessed a terrifying 21st century Islamic crusade into Europe that has played out exponentially since 2015. After the murders at the headquarters of magazine Charlie Hebdo, France became a different, more nervous country, facing fundamental questions about free speech and religion. As that unfolded, another attack was launched on a Jewish supermarket in the east of the capital by a close friend of the Kwachi brothers. Ahmedi Koulibaly, who had also pledged allegiance to the Islamic State, took several hostages and killed four people. And the worst fears were realized in November 2015, when 130 people were killed in one terrible evening in Paris, at the Bataclan Concert Hall and in nearby bars. It was the worst attack in France since the Second World War. It is said that in 2050, Muslims in France will outnumber the French. But it is not these numbers that we are counting on to turn France into an Islamic country. Thus, the rule of Islam will spread to the entire world in one of three ways. Conversion to Islam, payment of the jizya poll tax, or we will ask for Allah's help until the entire world is subject to the rule of Islam. There will come a day that we will see far more radical extremists and terrorists coming out of Europe 
because of lack of decision making, trying to be politically correct, or assuming that they know the Middle East and they know Islam and they know the others far better than we do. And I'm, I'm sorry, but that's pure ignorance. Check out this map. It shows all the documented terror attacks since 9-11. And one thing really stands out. There is one solitary country in the heart of Europe with not a single red dot, not one terror attack in the last 20 odd years. And that country is Poland, my homeland. How many refugees has Poland taken? Zero. This is the New World Order on the march, as security is traded for compassionate anarchic diversity, steadily manifesting order out of chaos into being. John Bound reporting. Incredible stuff from John Bound. We'll be right back to the Daily Dispatch. It's Monday, July 3rd, year of our Lord, 2023. And... You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. Okay. The Independence Day Eve, everybody. We have a lot to talk about today. Bound video is sort of the best possible way to start off the show as we are going to be talking quite a bit about the French riots, what exactly is going on in France, how we can better understand the New World Order, what its intentions are by what is unfolding there in France. Pretty insane. I have to, like every once in a while, I'm just scrolling through Twitter, seeing what's going on in France, and I think this is a full-on civil war. This is it. I mean, it's on at this point. And think back to 2020 and how we had a year of riots, sort of of similar caliber, And that just makes you ask a whole new host of questions. Like I thought I thought the whole thing about the Black Lives Matter riots was like American slavery and Jim Crow laws and racist police as a holdover of those two things. And you have exactly the same thing happening in France. Well that doesn't that doesn't comport. That's not right. I must be missing something here. We'll get into it. It's really Sort of, I think, dishonest to call them French riots anyway, considering that the French are not the ones rioting in this case. They're they're race riots. It's the French race riots. Even that gives you a image of like America in the 1960s or LA in 1992, where again you have a race of people that have been in America for the last 400 years, longer. You know, family lineage in America longer than a lot of Europeans, uh, you know, people of European descent. A little bit different when the race riots are all people that showed up in the last five years. That's not even really a race riot. It's just a full-on invasion. It's just the attack part of the invasion after the border crossing is done. So we'll get very into that. And uh, we, have, we have a lot of stuff actually coming up uh, today, so we'll uh, we'll get into all of it and more. But let's begin today, as we do every day, with our daily dispatch.
All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Monday, the 3rd of July, 2023. Hunter Biden filmed himself smoking crack behind the wheel, driving at 172 miles per hour on the way to Vegas. New photo has been published. Hunter Biden apparently filmed himself smoking crack behind the wheel of a car in 2018. The same year, he took a picture of himself driving 172 miles per hour in a Porsche, according to thousands of newly uploaded photos from the first son's abandoned laptop. Biden, 53, is seen flashing what looks like a crack pipe and smoking it while driving through a residential neighborhood in Arlington, Virginia, on June 12, 2018, according to the photos uploaded by Marco Polo, a nonprofit firm headed by former Donald Trump aide Garrett Ziegler. Less than two months later, he's seen racing to Las Vegas on August 1st when he took a snap at the car's dashboard, revealing he was going at least 172 miles per hour. The Vegas trip appears to have taken place during the weeks-long bender Hunter Biden admitted to going on during uh, a January 2019 conversation with the hooker, which was caught on video when he forgot to turn off his laptop camera after having sex with her. (laughs) He's just Sterling Archer. He literally is just Sterling Archer, only dirtier somehow, just more off-putting, not as funny. Yeah, I made that up myself. Matt definitely did not mention that first. (laughs) That really is the best way to say it. It's like, uh, yeah, if anybody's a fan of the show Archer, it literally is like if Mallory was elected president and Archer just goes completely off the rails. Uh, what this has to do with the Biden administration is that these people are awful. They're all just just awful, awful people. They get away with anything because they are above the law despite constantly screeching that nobody is above the law. They – turns out could do just whatever the hell they want and then they get away with it, paying for it with your money, by the way, or at least with money they made by selling out your country, which is maybe even worse. Meanwhile, we have this story from Fox News. White House report signals openness to manipulating sunlight to prevent climate change. Solar radiation modification offers the possibility of cooling the planet significantly on a timescale of a few years, the report claims. Now, this is what we've been talking about forever. The number of things just on the face of this that are nonsensical – and potentially apocalyptic, are numerous. A research document published by the White House website reveals the Biden administration is opening is open, is open to studying how to block sunlight to save the Earth from climate change. Block sunlight. Yes, they are literally trying to block out the sun like they are Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. The congressionally mandated report released by the White House Offices of Science and Technology Policy on Friday shows that a team has been researching geoengineering methods to keep the sun rays from accelerating global warming. I just, you know, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a big dummy here. Maybe I'm a big dummy. Isn't the entire concept behind global warming that you have greenhouse gases that trap the sunlight in? In other words, wouldn't this just be accelerating the greenhouse gas process if you're spraying things into the air to block sunlight? Isn't that exactly what they say the function of greenhouse gases are? And that being said, wouldn't you have to block the sunlight before it gets to the atmosphere? In other words, if it's being trapped in the atmosphere, wouldn't you have to have the blocking array 
outside of the atmosphere. Otherwise, you're not stopping anything. The sunlight is getting into the atmosphere anyway. I mean, none of this just makes any sense. On its face, it is absurd and ridiculous, but so is everything else that they do. So I'm not surprised. And yes, they're talking about strategic stratospheric aerosol injections, which is chemtrails and marine cloud brightening. Additionally, the paper mentions there's research into cirrus cloud thinning. The introduction to the report uh, indicated that research into space-based approaches has not been occurring as geoengineering is easier to implement. But again, if the whole point is to stop sun from getting to the Earth, why would it matter if you stopped it once it's already in the atmosphere? It's already here. I mean, it just makes no sense whatsoever on its face. We'll get into it a little bit more later. But just obviously this is not the reason that they're – like they're not actually trying to stop the Earth from warming. They are trying to make everybody okay with them just poisoning the atmosphere continuously. It's pretty incredible. Meanwhile, we have this. Emmanuel Macron meets ministers to thrash out response to unrest. Fifth day of looting and rioting in France. Parisian authorities set to deploy 7,000 extra police officers in the French capital. Emmanuel Macron and his top ministers met on Sunday evening to mobilize the government's response towards unrest that has shaken France. After a fifth night of looting and rioting sparked by the fatal police shooting of a teenager, after discussing the crisis with Prime Minister Elizabeth Bourne, Interior Minister Gerald Darmanin and Justice Minister Eric dupont moretti the president called on them to continue to do everything possible to reestablish order and restore calm, said a person at the meeting. Yeah, we'll get very into this. We'll, we'll talk all about the uh, French riots a little bit later. Here we're seeing a... A very fun video of somebody just uh, just an arsonist starting a fire, pouring gasoline all over a building and then lighting it on fire because viva la revolution. Meanwhile, from SamaEnglish.tv, France to shut internet services to control the riots. The French government decided to shut down internet service in certain areas amid riots turned violent to prevent the spread of false information or real information. Again, we'll get into this as well. But we're seeing the culmination of the New World Order's European destruction plan. Finally, we have this. Musk ignites backlash with move to limit number of Twitter posts users can view. He said he's taken a step back to address uh, scraping of data on the platform. Well, it certainly screwed us up. Messed up a lot of my Twitter plugins. I can't use them anymore. But there may be more to this than meets the eye. After all, they're using this to program AI. And Elon Musk just dealt them a blow. This is the biggest sale of the year so far. The July 4th super sale just started yesterday up to 60% off and double Patriot points. Brainforce Plus, 50% off. Brainforce Ultra, 50% off. Probiotic Fiber, 50% off. Immune Support, 50% off. Organic Green Fiber Cat, 50% off. Ultimate Fish Oil, 40% off. Ultimate Bone Broth, 40% off. That's got to get that. That's selling out. Down and Out Sleep Support, back in stock, 40% off. Superfilm Vitality, it's the same as the Mel Vitality, but the Mel sold out, 60% off. Ultimate Krill Oil, so good for your immune system, your body, your brain, your heart, 60% off. Turbo Force, 10 hours clean energy, 25% off selling out. X3 selling out, the clean iodine, the missing link, 25% off. Vitamin D3 gummies, all of it. Whole food multivitamins, all InfoWars MD products, all Dr. Jones Naturals, 30% off. It's all there. InfoWars Platinum products, 25% off. The best deals you're going to find, InfoWarsStore.com. 
InfoWarsStore.com is like a grocery store or like a vitamin shop. We want to have all the best brands for you. We want to have a bunch of different choices for you. So I get constant questions online and in person. Hey, what's better? Knockout. What's better? Down and out. What's better? Why do you sell two or three different sleep aids? And the answer is different herbal formulas, different compounds are better for different people. So one person might like this coffee, another person likes that coffee. That's how our bodies work. They're all very diverse. But we've been able to private label a national bestseller that's been sold for many years that people love and sell it for a lower price under the name InfoWars MD Good Night Sleep. This is a great formula full of amazing safe compounds, give you deeper, cleaner, restful sleep, and it's in stock available right now of 25% off out of the gates. So get your InfoWars MD Good Night Sleep today at InfoWarsStore.com. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start today with the French riots and the reaction from the government. May not surprise you what we're saying, although we also do have to be a little bit careful. You know, there's a – in fact, we'll, we'll start with the um, – this BBC article. It's not exactly wrong, but it is dishonest in its framing. The false French riot post spreading online. France has seen another night of unrest after the fatal shooting of police by a 17-year-old boy in a Paris suburb. Images of the unrest, which has spread to other French cities, are being shared on social media as well as genuine video. False and misleading claims are also circulating with the potential to increase tensions. BBC Verify has been investigating some of these. Hey, you know what would be better than doing that is maybe just reporting on it yourself. Like This is the crazy thing that's happened with media in the media landscape these days. The BBC and the mainstream media is not reporting on the French riots. They aren't giving you the breakdown of what's happening. I mean, compare what's happening in France to what happened with the Wagner group in Russia, right? To date, significantly more damage has been done by the rioters in France. The riots in France have pushed France much closer to the brink than Russia was ever pushed by the Wagner Group. And yet, if you went to the most, uh, mainstream media, during the Russian coup, it was a continual stream of updates, it, opinions, interpretations, articles. Here's where they are. Here's where they're moving. Here's what we know. Just constant updates as to where the combat was happening and where they're heading now and what the reports are. Then you go and you look for a French riots, and it's just like uh, the French should uh, authorities say everything is under control. Don't worry about it. No problems here. So you're not reporting on it. You're not telling us what's going on in the French riots. You're not providing any insight whatsoever, let alone showing the footage and the photos that the France being destroyed. You're not doing. You're in the mainstream media. You are the media. You are not doing your job in informing the people about what's going on in this major world event. You expect people just to be okay with that? You expect people just to not care because you're not talking about it? No, people are going to try to find out information about this somehow. So they go to less than credible outlets 
Telegram accounts, Twitter accounts, because they want to see what's going on. They want to know what's going on, and you have bad actors or misinformed, dishonest, whatever they are, you know, posting videos, whether on purpose or not, that are just incorrect. And I've seen a lot of these. I mean, just one that I saw this morning. It was like, this is what's happening in France. And it was this giant building on fire. And I was like, I recognized that from a couple years ago. It was a building in the UAE that was on fire and burning. So you've got old videos, not from France, being reposted as if they're new. So it just is hard to get a handle on what actually is going on. It'd be a hell of a lot easier if the mainstream media actually provided updates and news and information about this. Instead, they keep it totally quiet. They don't mention it at all. What they do do is they uh, apply and, and put forward a ton of resources into discrediting things that may or may not be true. It's just completely – it's literally completely backwards. Instead of the media reporting on what's going on, you've got regular people reporting on what's going on and the media coming in to to scold them, to tell them they shouldn't be doing that. They shouldn't be reporting things. They shouldn't be talking about stuff. Well, you're not, so we have to get this information out because the media is complicit in the globalist program that is now coming to fruition in France. They feel as though they have to disguise what's going on, hide what's going on find some way to report on what's going on where they can hide and disguise the reason behind it and the international geopolitical forces that have brought all of this about. So one of the images that I've been seeing posted quite a bit, a striking image showing a group of young men driving a French police van with one hanging out of the window brandishing a gun has been shared on Twitter with the words France photo of the day. Now, again, you have to you have to be able to, um, I don't know, have have some sort of I like to call it supervision, right? X-ray vision like like Superman has where you can see through the lies and, and see the truth for what it is. See, what we have here is an image of uh, white guys with one diverse black dude. Uh, makes this obviously not real. <laughs> it's because this isn't what's happening right now in France. It's not a bunch of white French people uh, stealing police vehicles and driving around with their guns, waving the tricolor, rave, waving the French flag. Come on, don't be stupid. Now, if this was, if they're waving an Algerian flag, if they're waving a Moroccan flag, if they're waving a, the black flag of ISIS, yeah, then maybe it'd be a little bit more believable. If they were all diverse characters, then you might have uh, a legit-looking image. But you got to be able to see this stuff and just go, no, no, I don't think that's real. I think that looks like a shot from a movie, which is exactly what it is. The tweet posted earlier on July 2nd had 1.7 million views, but it's false. It's not from the current riots in France. It's actually a still from a film. BBC Verify examined the image and, searching for previous versions of it on the internet, found it was from a French film, Athena, a fictional account of rioting in a city suburb, made in 2022. That's a similar thing I've been seeing going around quite a bit, which is this trailer for this movie that basically predicts exactly what's happening right now. I know some people are pointing that as, um, what's the phrase, predictive programming, but it's also just that it's like an inevitability. Like, obviously, this is what's going to happen. There is no alternative course for France to take at this point. Yeah, I've seen it coming since Charlie Hebdo. I mean, even before that, honestly. But it's like, okay, let's see. We imported 
millions upon millions of Africans and Middle Easterners into France, made no effort whatsoever to make sure that they were conforming to French society or you know, leaving behind their ancient you know, ethnic hatreds. Obviously, this is going to end up in some sort of massive civil war scenario. I mean there is no other outcome. So if you're a filmmaker and you're looking for some potential tension to make a drama out of, it's an obvious choice. It's not exactly predictive programming when you know you film a you film a movie about you know a shark attack. It's like yeah, sharks attack people. That's what it's not predictive programming. You know, Jaws isn't predictive programming of some guy getting eaten by a shark. It's just a thing that happens every once in a while. And of course, the videos that are coming out of France are just as insane as this image of the you know white guys who are driving a police van, uh, except it's black-clad African men uh, firing machine guns into the air. And even one video I've seen, and again, it, you know, it makes my job hard because i got to try to verify all this stuff before we go to air with it because I don't want to show you things that aren't real. And I can't go to the mainstream media, right? I saw a video of a guy shooting a rocket launcher at a police building. Said it was from France. I don't know if it is or not. We'll, we'll find it and show it to you here in just a little bit. But uh, you think the BBC would report on that? If there was a rocket-propelled grenade fired into a French official building by the migrants that the BBC and all the media companies helped to import, think they would actually report on that? No, they would ignore it. They would pretend it's not real. So can't rely on them. The media is very mad that other people are doing their job for them. You could solve all this by just not being pieces of trash. In the short time we have, I can't get into all the incredible ingredients and super female vitality. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about the ingredients, look them up for yourself, and then understand this is cold-pressed herbs, so it has a more powerful effect to the body. Get yours today at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. Super Mel Vitality is selling out. It's an incredible formula for stamina, energy, libido. Only a few hundred bottles left. But the good news is we have several thousand bottles left of Super Female Vitality. That's the same formula. It boosts men. It boosts women. It works great. But women like pink labels. Men like different color labels. So it works for men as well. It's the same formula. It's an incredible formula. And it funds our operation. And here's another important part of the overall information it's 50 percent off for a limited time so get your super female vitality for men and women at infowarstore.com right now for 50 percent off and it funds the infowar super female vitality 50 percent off for a limited time at infowarstore.com infowars.com is tomorrow's news today Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, folks. The riots in France are continuing to mount. Fifth day of chaos in that country. The BBC is very mad that... Uh, Two images got posted that weren't true. One was from a film showing teenagers in a uh, police car. Another one was this video. I don't know if people saw this. This is from the still frame of it. It's like a bunch of cars falling off of a parking garage and all exploding. 
again, it's another one where it's like, if you thought that was real, I don't know what to tell you. It just obviously wasn't <laughs> real. Like, just think about it for a second. <laughs> Maybe we should find that video before I talk about it, but it's just absurd. It's just completely absurd. All the cars fall into the street and, like, explode, and it's just, I mean, come on. They're clearly not real. Those are the two. Those are the two that they're very mad about and that they spent time verifying and figuring out how it got, how these things got tweeted. Yeah, it was a, a scene from Fast and Furious 8, which was filmed in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> uh, there's also old footage of a sniper. A video has been shared repeatedly on Twitter and the messaging app Telegram showing a hooded man on a rooftop pointing a, what appears to be a rifle. But it was actually a... Um, BB gun, I'm pretty sure. It's old footage. Now, that being said, there are hundreds and hundreds, thousands of videos of the riots actually happening. The BBC doesn't provide that. They don't provide that. They don't say, here's what's actually going on in France. You know, don't be fooled by the, the fake things. They just point out the fake things in an effort to make you question everything coming out of France, when the reality is that a lot of the most extreme and troubling footage is in fact real and the events that are taking place there in france are really horrific race rioters ram car into mayor's home in paris suburb injuring wife and child then setting the house on fire on saturday morning rioters in france drove a car into the home of mayor vincent jean and set the house on fire and was being investigated as attempted murder. His wife broke her leg, and one of his two children was injured in the attack. The Paris suburban mayor was at his office during the attack, monitoring riots happening across France, and he said in the statement at 1.30 a.m., while I was at the city hall, uh, like the past three nights, individuals rammed their car upon my entrance before setting fire to it to burn my house, inside which my wife and two young children slept. While trying to protect the children and escape the attackers, my wife and one of my children were injured. He called the event a murder attempt of unspeakable cowardice. If my priority today is to take care of my family, my determination to protect and serve the republic is greater than before. The car hit a low wall. The vehicle stopped before it could reach the veranda of the house. Only the front gate was hit along with the family's vehicle. Uh, they noted that the police found an accelerant in a bottle but did not classify what kind. So they had some sort of Molotov cocktail there with them. The attempted murder comes on the fifth night of riots across France, which started in response to 17-year-old Nahel Merzouk being shot and killed by police during a June 27th traffic stop. According to the BBC, around 45,000 police have been deployed to restore order. 700 people have been arrested, 45 police officers injured, 74 buildings were damaged, and 577 vehicles were set on fire on Saturday night alone. On Saturday night alone. So five nights of that. Just incredible. And, and we can, you know, sort of ex expand out. We can take this not, you know, looking at the details of what's actually unfolding in France, but just overall, the general trend of what we're seeing here. This was obviously inevitable. It is inevitable. It will continue to be inevitable. It will continue to accelerate. Even in the last 24 hours, thousands of newly arrived migrants have landed on the shores of Italy and France. And they'll continue to surge across the Mediterranean, carried by NGOs and the military of these countries as they forcibly import 
you know, replacement migration paradigm, the people that are now rioting and destroying France. And this only serves the people ruling the New World Order. Like there's something that happens. It happens in communism. It happens in any system of totalitarian control where all that matters is the system. Like a cult. All that matters is the cult. All that matters is the continuation of the power of the ruling elite of this system. So as long as you're not threatening that, they really don't care. They'll, in fact, help you do whatever it is that you're doing. And it's an inversion of the system. It's a capturing of the system where a system is put into place for a purpose. The system of government in France is put in place to guarantee and protect the rights of the citizens and the safety of the citizens and the independence of the citizens. But that's been inverted now to where the citizens can be under attack. The citizens can have their shops burned down and their houses burned down. And the system is not going to protect them because the system is no longer there to serve the people. It's there to serve itself and it will protect itself. So one most obvious example of this, we can look at clip two here because obviously with the massive riots you know injuring people beyond description and burning down buildings and torching cars and attacking police officers and firing on people with illegal guns gun control right in france and here they are just like firing automatic assault or automatic rifles into the air just completely absurd of course there's been a, a backlash to this french nationalists are coming together to do the job that the government won't do and actually protect the people. What do you think the government does in this situation? Here you've got Africans and Middle Easterners rioting, burning down buildings, attacking people, killing people. Police hardly do anything, mostly stand down, maybe protect government infrastructure, but very little else. Don't actually stop the rioters. Then over here, you've got a group of French nationalists that are going out to actually confront the rioters or prevent the rioters from getting into neighborhoods and protect the people. And the government, of course, attacks them immediately. There's no hesitation there. Well, the rioters, they're, they're very hands-off, just like, hey, burn whatever you want. Just if you get too close to the, the palace, then we'll, we'll take you on. As soon as the nationalists, as soon as they leave the church they were gathering in, they get hit with tear gas. So we'll go to this video. This is nationalists patrolling Leon tonight. As soon as they leave the church where they're gathered, they're hit with tear gas as the French police are desperate to... Stop them from doing the job that the government should be doing of protecting the French people. Let's watch. You see them leaving the church, and boom, there's the spark of the tear gas, and the tear gas lands, and they all have to start running through the tear gas as the police immediately launch attacks to stop the French nationalists from doing their job for them. Which, again, doesn't make much sense if you're thinking of it in the old paradigm of the government is there to protect the people, when you realize that the system is only there to protect itself, then it becomes pretty obvious. The rioters do not pose a threat to the system. The system will only benefit from this. They're already shutting down internet services to the French people, something they are obviously very eager to do across the entire world continuously. We always hear the censorship, shutting down internet, internet kill switch, cybersecurity. The system is very keen to be able to shut down communication between citizens by destroying the internet. So they're able to do that because of the rioters. The rioters give them an excuse to have more you know, jackbooted thugs. Just like the invasion here in America in 
France, you know, there may be a certain point where they ask for the UN to come in and actually completely surrender their national sovereignty to the international bodies as they request blue helmets because things have gotten out of hand because they never tried to stop anything. The rioters pose no threat to the French system. Oh, French nationalists, well, they do actually. The French nationalists actually want to change the system. They might actually have political backing to come in and stop the programs that are destroying France in real time as we're watching now. So, of course, they have to be stopped. So when the system sees a threat to itself, it acts with immediacy and no, hold, no holds barred, just full-on attack the people who are you – know, represent – even if they aren't acting as a threat, they represent a potential threat to the system. They must be crushed. They must be destroyed. The rioters, go burn down the Nike store. What, 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 are the, what does the ruling class care? You know, go, go kill some regular French citizens. As long as it's not them, you know, you'll be fine. We'll be back and talk more about this, and we'll show you a statement from Marine Le Pen, the far right. Uh, speaking nationalist. of support, we have the biggest sale of the year so far, the July 4th Supercell going right now. And Nitric Boost is so good for your heart, your brain, your lungs, your cardiovascular. Everybody needs to clean out your blood and then to take on a routine basis. Plus, it does great things for your muscles, your stamina, your libido. It's amazing. It is in stock right now. Super Female Vitality is selling out. Uh, we got a good shipment of it in. The Super Mills sold out. Despite that, it's 60% off. Then, of course, we have super high-quality, high-spectrum, full-spectrum CBD oil. It's great for your neurological systems, your whole body. It's available. Infowarsstore.com discounted. Up to 60% off double Patreon points at Infowarsstore.com. And we are selling out of Real Red Bill Plus. Uh, but if you want that, you can get that. I mean, it's going to sell out in like a week at current sales rates. Thank you all for your support. Uh, again, we need funds to be able to stay on air. We're, we're starting to dig out of the hole. I want to get way out of the hole and expand. Uh, but we can only do that with your support, so please take action now. Infowarsstore.com. You can also make a straight donation at Infowarsstore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. This is the American Journal, although we're uh, talking quite a bit about France. You know, now that I think about it, now that I think about it, here we are on the on the eve of July 4th, celebrating the independence of America in 1776, which was immediately followed by the French Revolution, where they, you know, took a lot of the ideas of the American Revolution that maybe didn't really apply to france quite so much and they they sort of started off on the same track as the american revolution but got way out of hand really quickly 
and it became a total bloodbath and a reign of terror. Kind of similar. Kind of similar, isn't it? The timing is almost exactly the same, too. When did the French Revolution pop off? 1787? A little, so a little bit longer. But you have the, the American Black Lives Matter riots in 2020, only immediately followed by the uh, French 2023 Black Lives Matter riots. That's kind of interesting. Kind of interesting historical parallel there. And, of course, it has gotten completely insane. 150 town halls or municipal building, uh, buildings have been attacked across France in recent days. The president of the Association of Mayors told the AFP news agency Parisian authorities were set to, employ, to deploy 7,000 extra police officers in the capital on Sunday night. Some 719 arrests were made Saturday night and Sunday morning compared with 1,300 on Friday. The number of fires have more than halved, according to the ministry. Now, this is a... Really great story at im1776.com called Defiance. They give a background to what's happening right now. They mention that riots in France are not a new or surprising phenomenon to anyone who's observed French affairs for any significant length of time. You know, it's almost like – I don't know. France is like an old jalopy. It's like as soon as they fix one thing, as soon as they stop the riots about one thing, something else breaks down. It's like having an old crappy car. <laughs> it's just like the, from the yellow vest protest to the recent massive protest against the raising of the retirement age to now this. It's like, yeah, maybe you just need to like do a, a full thorough revamp of the whole car. Maybe just piecemeal patchwork fixing all the problems is just leading to bigger and greater problems in the future. But these riots are not like – most riots in France. These riots are completely different, in fact. However, there have been similar things like this before, like the 2005 riots. The 2005 riots were sparked much in the same way as the current ones. Police arrived at a construction site to investigate a reported break-in, and a group of young Africans fled to avoid being questioned. Three of the youths attempted to hide in an electrical substation where two of uh, died of electrocution and a third was seriously burned. And then you had riots from that. The current riots were precipitated by a 17-year-old, Nahel Mirzouk, who led two motorcycle cops on a chase after they tried to pull him over for reckless driving. Traffic forced him to stop, and the two officers came to his window, one with, gun, with his gun drawn. When the traffic congestion cleared, Mirzouk restarted the car and attempted to flee. He was fatally shot at close range in the process. He had been charged with resisting arrest just the previous weekend, the latest of 15 other criminal indictments on his judicial file, including selling drugs. <laughs> Just completely insane. The first days of the riots followed a normal pattern, with most expecting that they would blow over after a little while with no significant change in the political situation. But last night, the home of conservative mayor of a Paris suburb, Vincent Jean-Brun, was attacked and set on fire by riots. This escalation could prove significant in reshaping center-right sentiments moving forward. Jean-Brun was tending it uh, to mayoral responsibilities at town hall, but his wife, Melanie Nowak, and their two young daughters, aged five and seven, were at home asleep during the attack. As his wife attempted to flee with her daughters, the rioters attacked them, breaking her leg and injuring one of the little girls. It was a clear assassination attempt, something that goes beyond the norms of French riots. Well, why didn't they just use their guns to protect themselves? Oh, right. Oh, no. Yeah, right. You disarm the people. You disarm the people and then import 
a population of uh, hostile foreigners. Gee, what could go wrong? It was also aimed at the leader of, a, of the most consequential political faction. Vincent Jambrun is not near, merely a mayor, but is also a spokesperson for Les Republicains, the mainstream center-right party of France and the linchpin of the cordon sanitaire that has thus far kept the far-right out of contention for the French presidency. But this may be changing after all. I mean – I mean, I don't know, though. I don't know, because there are videos out of France of, like, French women pleading for the police to stop, literally, like, on the ground crying, just being like, please, no, don't go stop the rioters, you racist. It's just like, you would think at a certain point when, you know, you have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old daughter, and while you're away, you know, because of the riots, the rioters break in and try to kill them. Yeah, there's a certain point where it's like, okay, you know, you can call me a racist, you can call me a bigot, you can call me whatever the hell you want. I'm not letting you hurt my daughters. Like, that's the end of niceness. It's the end of let's just get along. It's the end of diversity. We need to be safe, and I don't care what you have to do. My daughters are going to grow up in a world where they aren't attempted to be killed by mobs of Africans. So we'll see. We'll see if that's the case or not. Marine Le Pen is the sort of most far-right popular politician in France. She issued this statement about the riots, video number one. Here is uh, Marine Le Pen. She says, dear compatriots. For the past several days. An endemic state of disorder, of violence and destruction has been set in the country, whose images and echoes are freezing with brutality. In a republic that respects itself, no event, even dramatic, no reason, even emotional, can legitimize an anarchy that wants to settle. Attacks on people and goods, attacks on police and firefighters, massacres in town halls, school fires, or sore robberies. Politicians or politicized unions who have taken the responsibility to morally exonerate these criminal acts are themselves out of the Republican field. They will take an indelible responsibility before the nation and history, even when they are overwhelmed by the insensitive movement of violence. They have encouraged or even initiated. I call on all citizens to challenge these anti-Republican and extremist forces who, by their indirect calls to secession and their connivances with violence, led the country on this terrible path of disorder. The, these recurring violences for years are now at levels never reached and now affect all types of municipalities from the smallest of, to the center of the big cities, including the heart of the capital. These terrible events bring our leaders back to reality, which the drunkenness of solidarity power and crazy ideological constructions, especially in terms of immigration and judicial laxity, have made them lose their sight. The prosperity of a people, order and civil peace, as well as social cohesion, do not require an imminent grace, but any nation, an attention of every moment, a fight of every day. Our country is entering a period of uncertainty and anxiety. As the leader of the first opposition force, 
I intend to stick to the line of conduct that is ours to do nothing that can prevent or hinder the actions of legitimate authorities in charge of public order. I bring all my support to all the security forces deployed to stop these riots. On my part, I call on the cessation of violence, either by spontaneous intervention, like these admirable parents of courage and civility who look for their children, dragged into destructive madness, or as soon as it is necessary, by legitimate force of law and justice. Faced with hordes taken by a destructive rage, a limitless rage, there is no other immediate solution than the return to Republican order by means of sectoral cover-up, and if the situation should persist or worsen, by declaring a state of emergency. It is essential that all the forces of the state, often dispersed abroad or in subordinate actions, focus on the internal situation of a country that, throughout its history, has been able to overcome the forces of enslavement. Already, as the leader of the first opposition political force, I ask the President of the Republic to receive without further delay the training provided by the National Assembly to address this serious situation of the country and the initiatives that the Republic must engage to safeguard freedom and public security. And the vast majority of the French public also want a state of emergency declared and for the army to be deployed, but... Macron is resisting as best he can. We'll cover this more on the other side, folks. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us. It's the Independence Day, July 4th Super Sale, up to 60% off all of our top-selling products, plus you're getting double Patriot points and supporting a broadcast that will bring you the truth uncensored from America and abroad. InfoWarsStore.com. We'll be right back. Turbo Force is back, sold out for eight months, and it's Turbo Force Plus. We made it even stronger, the strongest long-term energy you're going to find anywhere Turbo Force is back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. It's not just wide-spectrum natural herbs that time release over 10 hours. It should be called 10-hour energy. It has a bunch of vitamins and minerals and a bunch of other key things and amino acids that turbocharge everything and are good for your heart, your brain, your liver, you name it. Uh, it, it, it it is the super fuel. Brainforce Plus is great. Brainforce Ultra is great. They're two different nootropics. They go good with this. But this is the King Kong. This is the boss. Turbo Force, back in stock, discounted. InfoWarsStore.com. More power, more strength, more energy. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is InfoWars. We're going to actually be off tomorrow for July 4th, celebrating our Independence Day here on The American Journal. So... Make sure to go now to InfoWarsStore.com to support us in everything that we do as we are attempting, striving as we might to reinvigorate the spirit of 1776. We're to continue talking about the French riots here. We'll open up the phone lines for your calls in just a little bit. But the reaction to the 
riots has been predictable, if not exactly positive. And we'll, let's, we'll talk a little bit about just everything we can glean from this. You know, it's like the, the parallels. I, it should be obvious at this point, we have a global government. We have a global government whose entire purpose of existing, it seems to be to destroy every white country. That's basically it. Basically have all these white countries that spent a thousand years or more developing and establishing things like human rights and freedoms and liberties that never existed prior to their creation in places like France and America and UK and Germany. And all of these things were so deeply ingrained into the people of these countries that they've become a thorn in the side of the New World Order who would rather abolish those basic human rights, those God-given rights in favor of just total subjugation. And so they see it as a racial conflict and they see these beliefs as you know, racially unique to uh, the European people. So they have to be destroyed because they're in the way. They're in the way of the total global control. And so you see the same playbook being played out in each one of these countries, even if the reasons given for these things exist in one circumstance but not another. In other words, they opened up the borders of Europe claiming that they needed to because of all the refugees from the wars in the Middle East. All these people are fleeing war. We have to provide them safe haven. They're just innocent, peaceful people driven from their homelands by forces of war. And yet exactly the same thing is happening in America where there is no war south of our border. Or the flip side where you go Black Lives Matter riots, burn down America for all of 2020, just destroying lives, destroying fortunes, killing people, then defunding the police in a way that is further contributed to this destruction. But it's predicated on the racist history of America and the position of black people that is unique in America as a mixed race population from its very beginning. But now exactly the same thing is happening in France where they have no history of you know, entrenched slavery in France, quite the opposite, actually. And yet the exact same thing's happening. So, you know, they always have excuses for why things are the way that they are. When you take a step back, you realize things are the way they are because they've been designed to be this way, using for political or, or you know, popular consumption the excuses that they needed to bring all this about. But it really has nothing to do with the real cause and real impetus behind it, as the real cause is an impetus behind the invasion, the riots, the defunding of the police, the demoralization of white people and Christians across the world is obviously in service of the destruction of this idea of liberty, of the very concepts of human rights and inviolable personal sovereignty. Destroy those and you're golden. You're good. You know, replace a population that has been raised and bred and, you know, stands on the shoulders of giants in a culture that values freedom. Replace them with, you know, a bunch of people that don't. 
You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. You know, there is other stuff going on here, and we'll get to some of it. I feel like really focusing on what's happening in France is important for a couple of reasons. One, because the mainstream media is not reporting on it to nearly the degree it deserves. So we need to just tell you what is actually going on and show you some of the shocking footage out of France. So there's that, just a a reason to do it. Then there's also the fact that this is the this is the globalist scheme playing out as designed, taking place as it inevitably will. I mean, what else did you expect from this? Actually, there was a story I had a few days ago. Let me see if I can find it here quickly because the whole idea that this is somehow – I don't know. There's this thing of like normalcy bias where people just accept things as if – they're all normal or as if it's all inevitable none of this is normal none of this is inevitable and none of it is happening for any of the reasons that you think it's happening and it's just it's like it's like we're being ruled by people or it's like our fellow countrymen are just like continuously fooled by the same con over and over the same con man just keeps tricking them just every time they – like it doesn't even make sense on a personal level. How it takes place on a national level is, is really shocking and bizarre. Again, like the idea that they're like, oh, these refugees from this war. And you're like, what war? And they're like, ah, I don't, don't worry about it. There's a war. Is there though? Well, no, but it's fine. They're coming anyway, and they're all refugees. Really? Why are there no women or children? Well, yeah, they're all military-aged men. <laughs> Shouldn't even qualify as refugees. If your homeland is under attack, you should be fighting, obviously. But it's just like none of it makes sense from the jump. It's all ridiculous and absurd from the start. And then the idea that like, oh, well, they're just here temporarily. They'll go back home when the war's over. No, of course not, obviously. And even when they want to or want to try to do that, uh, the powers that be stop them. It's completely absurd and insane. This was a story I had a few days ago. Refugees returned to Syria must not be politicized. Assad, Western backers of the 12-year war in Syria have been accused of impeding efforts for Syrian refugees to return home. So it's like you've got a war in Syria for no discernible reason, except that they threaten Israel, I guess. But President Bashar al-Assad on the 26th of June told UN Undersecretary General for Humanitarian Affairs uh, Martin Griffiths that the return of refugees to Syria should not be politicized but instead kept within a a humanitarian moral framework. Assad also stressed that the safe return of millions of refugees remains a top priority for Damascus but added that progress on this issue is contingent on the provision of necessary resources for the reconstruction of damaged infrastructure in war-torn Syria. But this has been happening for years actually. That refugees that leave Syria, their homeland is you know, purged of ISIS, the threat is removed, they want to go home, and the UN won't let them, will not let them return home, is keeping them forcefully 
from returning home. So, like, these aren't refugees. These are pawns being used by the U.N. Twelve million Syrians have been forcibly displaced as a result of the U.S.-backed war that has raged in the country over the last 12 years. At least 5.4 million are living as refugees in neighboring countries in a situation that has exacerbated the dire financial crisis in Lebanon and fueled anti-migrant rhetoric in Turkey. Yeah, Lebanon's another place where it's like Lebanon and Syria. You know, Lebanon's like, we want to get rid of these refugees. And Syria's like, it's safe now. Let the refugees come back. And the U.N. won't let them, will not let them remove the refugees and send them back home. It's not a refugee crisis. This isn't a migrant crisis. I mean, I know most people know all of this. But it's just worth reiterating that, like, this entire thing has been orchestrated and manipulated it's being carried out not even by the refugees themselves, the legitimate ones. They just want to go home. And the UN's like, no, you can't. You have to stay here. You're European now. So how did it get this way? Well, this post I thought was pretty informative from S.L. Canthan, Canthan2030 on Twitter. The fall of Europe. In 2008, in 2008, the EU's economy was actually 10% larger than that of the U.S., Now, the U.S. is 50% larger than the EU. He says Europe has been Japanified. This is the price of being a vassal of the U.S., which has stymied Europe in many ways. The real estate bubble and subprime mortgage crisis from Wall Street, which pulled Europe into the scam. Europe never recovered from the great financial crisis of 2008. Technology, the U.S. made sure that Europe never developed alternatives to the likes of Google, Facebook, Amazon, e-commerce, and cloud computing, such as Apple, etc. Europe has also fallen behind in startups, AI, green energy, quantum computing, and virtually every critical thing. The number of European companies in the global Fortune 500 list has dropped dramatically as well. The U.S. bombed countries and forced Europe to accept millions of refugees from Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, Somalia, etc. Proxy war with Russia has also forced Europe to become dependent on the U.S. for energy. The deindustrial realization of the eu continues the biggest culprits are the ruling class of the eu and individual european countries incredible traders who are destroying their own people and the average european citizen is so clueless and brainwashed about this collective suicide it's just unbelievable and again just that first statistic that the eu is 10 percent larger than america in 2008 and then fast forward 15 years and the u.s is larger by 50 percent so this is a purposeful collapse of europe this is a by design deconstruction of the european continent and it's working and it's working extremely well they're replacing the population they're destroying the economics and of course we've pointed out the dual nature of this threat as you have places like france you know the the last time france was riding it was because they had to increase the retirement age to pay for the pensions keep the pensions solvent the reason that they want a lot of replacement migration to come in was to keep the pensions solvent. So you import a bunch of people on the idea of if we don't have a growing – okay, let's rewind a little bit farther first. First, you make it economically and physically and chemically impossible for your population to re, uh, procreate at replacement levels. So you have a collapsing population, again, because of the designs and implementations of – globalist tactics whether it's pfas and estrogen mimickers in the water that make fertility that much more difficult or uh, the feminist revolution that delays women's you know chance to have babies until after they're in college and after they've gotten a career and by the time they're 35 and they're ready to have kids they can maybe get one if they're lucky but 
you know, who knows, plus on top of the fertility stuff, you know, plus just demonizing it in general and running with the climate change scam saying that having kids is bad and evil and you're destroying the world. And so you have a declining population. Declining population means the Ponzi scheme of the pension plan, just like Social Security here in America, cannot be solvent because it is predicated and relies on an ever-expanding population and an ever-growing economy, which is just at odds with nature itself, cannot be maintained. So your population is falling. Therefore, your pensions are not being solvent anymore, so you have to bring in a bunch of people, but then those people come in and don't work and just go on welfare. So now the money that you did have is being drained off to pay for this new population that isn't contributing to the pensions that they're supposed to keep solvent, so now you can't retire at a decent age and actually enjoy the fruits of your life of labor, but instead have to work an extra two, an extra four, an extra ten years uh, just to pay for the people that were imported under the pretense that they would be the ones paying for your pension moving forward. I mean, it's just scam after scam after scam. It is a purposeful, by design, organized, willful destruction of the European people because of their historical liberty and sense of freedom and Christian belief structure that provides the foundation for these things. It is a coordinated, organized, very, very well thought out and very long-term plan to destroy the very like physical capability of maintaining freedom and actually having self-sovereignty and self-protection and self-reliance. And it's working very well. Hydrofluorosilicic acid is the third most deadly acid on earth. And they've got our children drinking that. This is a psychotic death cult, period, case closed, out to get you and your family. We sell the Alexa Pure Breeze, made by the My Patriot Supply Ready Hour Group. It's been around about 15 years, became the biggest company in the last six. They went out, hired engineers, reverse engineered the fancy best water filter system out there that sells for twice the price, and they made it as good in all the studies. It reduces things to non-detectable levels, thousands of chemicals. But you can go pay two or three times. There's four or five other filters out there that are just as good. We sell the very best, highest-grade water filtration system for half the price of leading competitor. And the media says we're bad and a cult for telling you you should filter your water. You should also filter your shower water. That's another way you absorb this crap. But but I'm done talking about that. The point is you can get the filters at InfoWarsStore.com. They're discounted right now. Finally back in stock. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man. But I'm not just a man. Just like you. No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. And that's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because... You're a bad person because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. 
listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. We're going to talk a lot, I mean... Maybe out of respect for Independence Day tomorrow, I could be spending more time talking about what's happening here in America as we are on the same path down which France has traveled. But it's a global it's a global conflict that we're dealing with here as it was a global revolution that broke out in America in 1776. It's hard to overstate what the revolution of 1776 did for human freedom across the world. Prior to 1776, there basically were no free people that weren't kings, right? If, if you weren't a king, you were a subject. Everybody, literally everyone, anywhere in the world that you went, there were no republics. There was a tiny republic in Venice after the fall of the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire was technically a republic until about 2,000 years ago. So over 2,000 years, there was no republic. There was no democracy there was no rule for the people by the people there were nobles and there were peasants nobles did what they wanted and the peasants paid for it then america came along fast forward a couple hundred years and this is just seen as natural it seems as and it seemed as inevitable it's like people adopt these things like the rights of man the you know, God-given liberties that America enshrined and put down on paper. And everybody just knows now. I mean, it's like taken as as for granted, like the people shouldn't be ruled over by dictators. They shouldn't be subjects to the whim of a singular, unquestionable person. People just act like that's normal. They act like that's like, well, yeah, of course, everybody knows that. It's like, well, nobody knew it before 1776. People thought it was crazy before 1776. 1776 both proved it was a legitimate way to rule and that a country could actually become great through this process of enfranchisement, but that it was so significantly superior to any other system that now it is just taken for granted across the world. But we're losing that, and it's going down, and it's happening in a worldwide fashion once again. And it's not just France, it's all over that these riots are breaking out now and that they're being used by the elite to, once again, like they did with COVID, like they did with everything else, they create the problem and then they capitalize on it to expand their control and expand the programs that they wanted to expand anyway and just needed the excuse to initiate. So a report claims France cuts off internet access amid riots. We actually have the statement from the French government here translated. Ministry of the Interior and Overseas press release reinforced security following the riots. New measures enforced to prevent disturbances to public order. The Minister of the Interior would like to inform the population of the exceptional measures put in place to ensure public security and tranquility in the context of recent riots. As part of our commitment to maintain order and stability in the affected areas, additional measures have been decided to prevent any form of violence and disturbance. From July 3rd and for a fixed period, temporary restrictions will be applied to the Internet. 
access in certain specific neighborhoods during night hours. These restrictions aim to prevent the misuse of social media and online platforms to coordinate illegal actions and incite violence. It is important to note that these restrictions are not put in place to restrict the fundamental freedoms of citizens, but rather in order to preserve their safety as well as their property. Have you ever heard a more tyrannical sentiment in your life, folks? It's important to note that these restrictions are not put in place to restrict the fundamental of freedoms of citizens. See, what they're admitting is these restrictions actually curtail the fundamental freedoms of citizens, but not because we wanted to. That's not the point that we're doing it. It's just a, a nice little add-on. It's just a nice little, little addition to what we were going to do anyway. But it's for your safety. So we don't, you know, it's not that we want to destroy your freedoms and sovereignty and just everything that your ancestors fought and died to give you, but we are. But we are doing that because it's for your safety, and you want to be safe, don't you? It's just completely absurd, as really most of the stuff coming out from the affected areas of France are just the images of what the rioters are doing. I don't think the rioters exactly have sophisticated social media networks where they're coordinating this. They're just going outside and destroying things. So you're not stopping any coordination. You're not stopping any coordinated illegal activities. You're simply stopping people from knowing about it. You're stopping people from spreading the reality of what's going on in your country. And they're getting what they want. I mean, they've wanted this for a while. They're doing it anyway. They do mention that uh, you can still use your phone, though. You can still use your phone. That's essential communications, we've decided. You just can't post anything to the Internet. Where's Elon Musk? That's my question. Where's Starlink? We need to get those French people connected to the outside world. So yeah, full lockdown. Internet blackout in France. They are testing this in France. Neighborhood by neighborhood. And we'll see how uh, you react to it. How the French react to it. This article is from whitepapersinstitute.substack. France's fight on the Western Front. Yesterday, the 8th of June, 2023, a Syrian migrant with asylum in Sweden stabbed six people in the French town of Annecy. Of the six injured, four were preschool-aged children enjoying a day at the park with their mothers and grandparents. Among the children brutally and violently assaulted by this racial foreigner were a three-year-old British child, a little girl, and a Dutch child. The grimly pan-European story, which so vividly illustrates the double-edged sword that the elite of the West have crafted for the population over which it rules. It's a truly wonderful thing to imagine that a British family could take a holiday to the French Alps with their young children or that a Dutch family might decide to relocate there for a few years and experience a different European culture. But the image is shattered when we are confronted with the brutal reality that these open borders were not created for and do not truly exist for the benefit of whites, benefit of Europeans. When the neoliberal elite of the post-war order opened the frontiers of Europe, it was not with a pro-white vision in mind. What the elite have created in, uh, is a Europe whose frontiers are open to the entire world, an entire world which is relentlessly pouring into the birthplace of Western civilization and assaulting our women, children, and elderly on a daily basis. So it's just you've got on the 8th of June that – Horrific stabbing of children, followed at the end of the month by a 17-year-old career criminal, 17 years and just as many convictions, just completely insane. 
including the week previous where he was arrested for resisting arrest and they try to pull him over for reckless driving. He floors the car towards like a woman and her child on a bike. The police kill him because he's operating a deadly weapon in a deadly fashion. And then you have an outbreak of unprecedented riots, race riots in France of all places. Just completely absurd. Five nights and uh, no end in sight. Although the police are very rapidly shutting down the grassroots resistance that the actual ethnic French people are putting up. Football clubs and right-wing organizations attempting to actually protect the people of France and immediately being shot at, tear-gassed, and arrested by the French police. InfoWars is a one-of-a-kind operation, and so please go to InfoWars store and just make a donation. And you can make it one-time or recurring. You have a little profile there, cancel any time. Every 15 days, every month, every three months, every six months, up to nine months, you can go in and every month or every week, whenever you want, you program it. You just click it, and then you decide when you want to make a donation. So please do that as well. That way we get 95% of it after credit card fees that are making 20, 30, 40% like we do on the products. But these really are amazing products. The Big July 4 sale is going on right now. This is such a critical platform in the fight against the New World Order. The enemy's out in the open. We're vindicated. People are listening more than ever. But in this major recession going into depression and with supply chain breakdowns, I know it's hard. I know times are tough. So thank you for your support. But whatever you do, pray for the broadcast and share the articles and the videos. That you can do for free, and that's just as important as keeping us on air. So however God leads you in your heart to support us, please support us now, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, folks. This is Harrison Smith, American Journal, InfoWars.com, Band.Video. Support us by going to the InfoWars store. It's the Independence Day Super Sale. Fourth media outlets, the Founding Fathers would be proud as carrying their banner still. Double Patriot points, plus up to 60% off our top-selling products, Oldman Bone Broth, Prebiotic Fiber, Super Female Vitality, Down and Out, all of the InfoWars MD products, the air filters, the water filters, just about everything is on sale right now at InfoWarsStore.com. BrainForce Plus and BrainForce Ultra, Prebiotic Fiber, Immune Support, and Organics Green Fiber Caps are all 50% off. All Dr. Jones's natural products are on discount at 25% off. All InfoWars MD products are 30% off. All InfoWars Platinum products are 25% off. And on all of these, of course, you are getting double Patriot points. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now to support this singular outlet for freedom. And again, you know, it's, it feels sort of feels sort of strange not covering more American news these days, or like today in particular. But there's so much going on around the world. And what America is engaged in right now is not a national conflict, but an international one. And yeah, there's there's a lot to get into. And I want to go to uh, 
our regular caller, Simon, our contributor, Simon. We talked briefly last week, Simon, and I, I wanted to give you the floor to talk a little bit more about what's going on internationally. And I don't know where you want to focus that. I mean, we've been talking about Fr- uh, France quite a bit, but there's also Chinese news. There's Israel news. Janet Yellen is visiting China in a new U.S. push to ease tensions. Israel bombs Syria in 19th attack this year. And they also strike West Bank, city of Jenin. Jin- uh, so Israel is uh, hitting targets across Syria and uh, Palestine. Once again, overnight, the China-U.S. relationship continues to break down as the Biden administration flails in their attempt to retain this. And, of course, we have the fallout continuing of the Supreme Court victories last Friday. Uh, thanks for calling in, Simon. Where do you want to go with uh, our conversation today? Hello there, Harrison. Well, I've been listening very carefully to what you've been saying about the situation in France. And I think um, – when you say to the audience that you're um, not focusing on American news, um, that isn't quite correct because even if you take a, a biblical point of view of it, you are a watchman and you are sounding the alarm. Mm. It's very important for the um, American members of the Infowar audience. You know, we can just look north of our borders and see what's being done. In Canada, so that's much more close to home than France. But even so, these are still the globalists testing out policies in various regions of the world, right. and they're all tended, intended to be test beds. So whatever they're doing there, whatever they can make work, they will eventually bring here. We see the same things being done in New Zealand and obviously in Australia. And it's very much a kind of like, you know, full spectrum attack. So it's, you know, land, sea, air, space, and of course, the cognitive warfare as well. And some of the concepts that that all tie together, one that's being pushed very hard in Europe, of course, is uh, net zero for CO2 emissions. And they've recently announced that they want that, that they they had a a goal of 35% net reductions, then 55% net reductions. Now they've announced they want 95% net reductions of CO2 emissions against the 1990 rate by 2040. So that starts then tying into the concept of um, not net zero emissions, but zero growth, which of course is zero numerical growth, which when you put it in real terms or otherwise adjust for inflation, which is running at you know seven, eight, nine, ten percent in the various countries, then you're actually talking about a massive decline in the standard of living, even assuming that your average age is maintained and your population is maintained, both of which, as you've described, is is not the case. And when you look at New Zealand, they're actually talking about um, not just zero growth and managed decline, but also they now have the WEF concept of managed retreat, where they're pulling away from low-lying areas or the coastline, which they tell us due to global warming is going to be 
susceptible to flooding. So they want people to withdraw from the most productive agricultural land and the most valuable real estate. And all of these things are, are happening at once. At the same time as we've got the rest of the world who aren't participating in this suicidal, mm-hmm. besides the suicidal actions, going on a completely um, different tract and, and literally kind of like about to eat America and Western Europe's lunch. Right. With the, with the cooperation and the, the support of the same people that are destroying us. They're, they're going to the third world countries or China and allowing them to take that path. I, 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 would, I would agree to a certain extent, though, that there is uh, an, an element of, of competition between the two systems that are happening at the moment. But, I mean, we are truly living through um, exciting and interesting times. Sometimes difficult for people when they're just trying to maintain their lifestyle. They're busy working two jobs and struggling to prevent their children from having their genitals removed as they go to school in their normal course of life. To actually appreciate all of the changes that are going on um, around them, albeit maybe just a few hundred miles away. I mean, you know, your average American is struggling very, very hard not to get ahead, but simply to maintain their quality of life, even assuming that the new 87,000 IRS agents don't overturn their lives simply by auditing them for many years back, despite the fact they may own well less than $100,000 a year. But, you know, whilst we have this pressure from the top down, we obviously have the pressure from the bottom up. We've just completely open southern border, which for the lowest levels of the economic stratas of society is obviously putting huge pressure upon their wages. But when you look at the um, the pension schemes and the pension ages being raised in yep. order to try and maintain their um, financial stability, that financial stability is, is just a complete mirage. I mean, these schemes for decades have just been Ponzi schemes. Right. You know, you, you've got you, people started getting benefits when the schemes were introduced as they were retiring before money had even been paid in. Right. Most governments now, they're either borrowing from the pension schemes or the contributions, as in Britain since 1979, have just been going into the general fund, and the general fund itself has been running at a deficit. You know, there is no pot of gold. The gold has been spent. There's a basket full of IOUs, and you know, it's all very well, even if all these migrants all had doctorates and they were lawyers, accountants, engineers, brain surgeons, and were going to replace the Western societies on a one-for-one basis and bring another great age of enlightenment upon us, which doesn't seem to be occurring at the moment. <laughs> Not quite. Then, then the, they were still going to be told at some point well, you're the last people to retire, and there's nothing left to pay. No, no, 100%, 100% Simon. That. Simon, we're, we're coming up against commercial break, uh, holding you over. We're going to do the long segment uh, on the other side of this. And just, I mean, you're laying out the full landscape of globalist schemes that we're under right now. And just to illustrate what you're talking about, the, what's happened to the Dutch farmers in the Netherlands, expropriating their farms, 
coming to America, folks, and John Kerry's telling us. They test it there, they bring it here. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities, they ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Now, speaking of support, we have the biggest sale of the year so far, the July 4th Supercell going right now. And nitric boost is so good for your heart, your brain, your lungs, your cardiovascular. Everybody needs to clean out your blood and then to take it on a routine basis. Plus, it does great things for your muscles, your stamina, your libido. It's amazing. It is in stock right now. Super Female Vitality is selling out. Uh, we got a good shipment of it in. The Super Mills sold out. Despite that, it's 60% off. Then, of course, we have super high-quality, high-spectrum, full-spectrum CBD oil. It's great for your neurological systems, your whole body. It's available. Infowarsstore.com discounted. Up to 60% off double Patreon points at Infowarsstore.com. And we are selling out of Real Red Bill Plus. Uh, but if you want that, you can get that. I mean, it's going to sell out in like a week at current sales rates. Thank you all for your support. Uh, again, we need funds to be able to stay on air. We're, we're starting to dig out of the hole. I want to get way out of the hole and expand. Uh, but we can only do that with your support, so please take action now. Infowarsstore.com. You can also make a straight donation at Infowarsstore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal, InfoWarsStore.com, Independence Day Super Sale. Go now to get your products, everything, up to 60% off, plus double Patriot points, BrainForce Plus, all InfoWarsMD products, just all sorts of good stuff at InfoWarsStore.com. And really make it a make it a July 4th tradition to support this most American of news outlets as we try with all of our might to reinvigorate that spirit of 1776 and the importance of you know, individual sovereignty and freedom and liberty. These aren't just words that we say. These are very meaningful and impactful things that have brought us the brought us everything life is worth living for. And without them. You are subjects to the whim of people who despise you, and we refuse to allow that to happen without putting up a good fight first. Ideally, it'll never happen, but hey, at least if, if they're going to try to put us, you know, make us slaves, we're going to make it hard for them. We're going to make it real hard for them. We're going to make it not worth the price of admission. Now, Simon is called in. He is sort of our co- foreign correspondent, always keeping an eye on what's going on in the Middle East and Southeast Asia and China as well. We've been talking a little bit about France. As Simon rightly points out, there's really no distinction between what's happening in France and what's happening in America. As we cover what's happening in France, we're either seeing America in the future or America in the past when it comes to Black Lives Matter riots. But this is a global conflict we're engaged in. But I want to ask you, Simon, about what's going on in the Middle East because to me – it seems like it should be pretty simple. It seems like you've got two factions in the Middle East. You've got the 
Israel-America-Saudi Arabia alliance versus the like Iranian, Syrian, Russian, and now Chinese alliances. Obviously, Russia and China are doing a lot together. Russia came in and helped Bashar al-Assad during the uh, civil war in Syria. But then when you see some of the recent developments, it all kind of breaks down. You've got China actually calling on Yemen to secede, uh, to cease hostilities and is sort of on the side of Saudi Arabia in that regard. Saudi Arabia is blocking Israel from the UNESCO summit in Riyadh. What's going on in the Middle East, Simon? Can you give us sort of a breakdown of what the latest developments are as things are changing pretty rapidly? Yes. So we, we've got Basically, you've got three eras in the Middle East. You've got that which came about from the Sykes-Eco agreement. Mm -hmm. Then you've got the post-World War II where um, Roosevelt had met with the um, Saudis at the Bitter Lake. Um, And then you've got the post-1973 where the Israelis had basically taken the Golan Heights and um, part of um, the southern part of Lebanon. All, all of those um, eras are are really coming to an end simultaneously. It it, it truly is for those for those who have any degree of, of awareness, which I'm sure the Info Warriors audience, with with your invaluable assistance, definitely do. But unfortunately, many of our friends and neighbours do not have that kind of awareness. But we're really seeing a total transformation of the Middle East. And at the same time, China really exerting its um, geopolitical influence westward at an extraordinary rate, where with with the Russians, they're bringing about the creation of what is called the Greater Eurasian Partnership in the New Era, which is not only bringing in individual countries into their sphere of influence, but actually bringing in entire regional blocks. Now, this summer, literally during July, August, and September, whilst we have competing summits and conferences organized by NATO and the Western European nations, to which they're um, in the process next week of adding um, Japan, South Korea, Australia, and New Zealand, pretty much the rest of the world, and certainly almost every country that they call the Global South, which is the new version of the non-aligned movement, mm-hmm. which is indeed meeting on Wednesday and Thursday of this week in Azerbaijan, they're all very much coalescing into what um, Mackinder had previously called the World Island. Now, that geographical concept has been greatly expanded to include all of Africa and um, South America. Indeed, the entire African Union will be meeting with the Russian Federation in Russia on July uh, 22, 23, and 24. And what's going to be significant there is watching how many of those countries out of the approximately 55, 56 countries in Africa actually attend that big summit, despite the enormous pressure from the EU and from the United States them not to be interacting with the Russians. But in terms of what actually is happening in Israel and the occupied areas of the West Bank, um, this weekend we've seen um, another large-scale assault using air power. 
into the refugee camp that you mentioned um, called Janine. Uh, it appears that about 10 people have been killed and about 50 wounded. It's yeah. very clear, um, and it's necessary for people to understand, that the, the West Bank area, which is um, uh, largely split into three areas, an area A, an area B, and area C. C is essentially stuff that's under complete Israeli control. B is shared Palestinian and Israeli control. And A is, in theory, theoretically, um, just Palestinian control. But it's, it's already been cut up like sliced, sliced salami. And it's going to be very hard to put back together in order to form a contiguous Palestinian state. And that's the condition that most of the Arab countries have in order to have normal relations with the state of Israel. The crown prince of Saudi Arabia, um, MBS Mohammed bin Salman, has specifically said at the last full meeting of the Arab League that um, in order for there to be full peace and normal business relations with the Israelis, that they need to go ahead and fulfill the two-state solution, which in theory, America and the European Union are fully in favor and support of it. The problem is, is that public opinion in Israel is now only 27, 28% in support of that. That was the Rabin Oslo Accords that date back to the 1990s. If the current government were to try and pursue that in any way whatsoever, it would collapse because it's a very, very fractious uh, coalition. But at the same time as the Americans and the Europeans, and indeed the Australians and the Canadians this weekend, have all been um, criticizing Israel, albeit very mildly, for um, its actions and its expansion of the sediment areas in the West Bank. Because obviously, if you're, if you're building thousands and thousands of new homes, um, creating new outposts and transferring hundreds of thousands of people of your population, it would make it very, very difficult to actually bring all those people back right. if there were to be a two-state solution at some point in the future. And what is ironic is at the very same time as the American government is saying, oh, we really don't want you to be doing that. We may not allow your citizens to come to um, America as tourists without uh, a visa, what they call the visa waiver program. Um, they've announced that they're going to give them an additional $3 billion of military aid, which will then be used to purchase another 25 F-35 aircraft, which will be the third large squadron of F-35 aircraft for the Israeli Air Force. So that's giving very, very much mixed messages, not only to the Israeli government, but to all the rest of the Arab countries that can see that America really isn't a uh, neutral mediator, and it's very, very clearly on one side. So for when they go to all those countries trying to say to them, let us do this peace deal, they're not really being trusted anymore in that regard. But on the other hand, China is doing business, both of the Arab countries and with the Israelis. And so they're seen as being a little bit more objective. And so um, all the parties are willing to allow them to mediate more than they have been respectful of America in the past. 
Right. Fascinating. Well, uh, tell you what, if you can hang on for a little bit, Simon, I want to actually ask you about something else that I saw first on your Twitter, which is the uh, BRICS and the uh, gold-backed currency that they're bringing up. So I'd love to, to uh, talk to you for the first five minutes of the next hour yes. about that. Yes. And Harrison, if I may mention um, my Twitter feed. It's, oh, please. Uh, Simon from Flory, F-L-O-R-I, and then the number two. And obviously, I'm going into some of these um, issues at much greater depth on my kind of three times a week show that I do out of Australia, ironically, and uh, that can be watched on 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 Twitter at Jason Q Citizen One, or you can find that just by searching on Rumble at the name Jason and then Oldborn O L O U R N E, who is the volunteer Australian producer. Absolutely. We'll tell you what. Uh, stay, stay on the line. We're we're about to go to break. Stay on the line, Simon. We'll get uh, all of your information on the other side because I'm sort of giving it up. This Simon's Twitter feeds where I get a lot of my information. Okay, I'll just come out and say it. We'll be right back. A lot of people have asked me why is Infowars Store and Infowars Life not had a probiotic for more than three years. And the answer is simple. We only bring you the highest quality to lowest prices. We had a top maker, top certified of probiotics for more than seven years. They got bought by a libtard company and said, we're not doing business with you, Mr. Jones, anymore. Finally, we got a probiotic just as good or better with a top lab that loves our show. We're able to private label it under InfoWars MD as our probiotic formula. So you can get a super high quality probiotic for amazing gut health and more at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off right now. Now, wherever you get your probiotics is something everybody should be doing. But I'm asking you to try our probiotic. I think you're going to have an amazing effect and it funds our entire operation. So get your InfoWars MD probiotic today at InfoWarsStore.com. It's a high quality formula and it keeps us on the air. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com. 